We get asked all the time what games we recommend for specific areas of weakness, and I have to tell you, smarties, that Steph is the guru of games. She'll randomly hand me a game or send me a link to a new app, and it's always perfect for one of my clients. We've now gotten to the point that when I receive an email link to Amazon from Steph, I buy it without question, and then we talk about it later. Today, Steph is going to tell us some of her favorite games and apps for learning to read, specifically decoding. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to this episode of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Rachel Cap. And I'm Stephanie Pitts. Today, Steph is going to give us a ton of her favorite reading games, and we're going to be specifically talking about games for decoding, right, Steph? Yeah, so learning how to read. If you have questions about the two different strands, so to speak, of reading, which are decoding and then comprehension, please go back and listen to episode 12 to learn more about these differences. So, Smarties, I have to say to Rachel, welcome back. Thank you. We're recording this post-wedding and post-honeymoon. It's our first time back recording. So how was it? It was great. So today is September 4th. I got married on August 5th. So tomorrow we'll have been married a month, which basically means, Steph, you and I batched episodes for like six or seven weeks in order to get us through the wedding and the honeymoon. But Steph, you were there. What would you think? It was fun. You guys looked amazing. And I have to tell you guys, hopefully she'll share the picture, but at the end of the wedding, there was a confetti bomb that went off and (laughs) they got the most amazing pictures. I'll consider sharing it. I haven't even shared it to my social media yet. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) It's such a good picture. And, And I had been basically obsessed privately with this confetti bomb moment. Yeah, I didn't know about it. Nobody knew about it. Well, I'll take that back. Our wedding planner knew about it. Our photographers knew about it. I had my maid of honor and a bridesmaid pregnant during the wedding. They're still pregnant. And both of them are pregnant with twins. So they're high-risk pregnancies. And I was very concerned about the confetti bomb being loud and scaring them and (laughs) them going into labor early in the (laughs) middle of my ceremony. So they knew about it also. But it was a great moment. It was a really great moment. And the day... It was a long day, but it was a beautiful day, and the honeymoon was also amazing. Tell everybody what your favorite part was. Of the honeymoon? Yeah. Uh, Was it all the bread that I ate? (laughs) That was one of the things you told me, but I remember when you said that you just got to do nothing for a while. Yeah. What's your favorite? So we went to Morea in French Polynesia, which is near Tahiti and Bora Bora, and we were there for eight days. I believe it was eight full days, but like a 10-day honeymoon, a travel day on the front end and on the back end. And it was so beautiful to just be there because it was just calm. It was all honeymooners. And we were so tired. We had a nine-month engagement and we were exhausted. And 
had been talking about this honeymoon pretty much nonstop as our reward for all the work and effort. And it was exactly what we needed. And the reason that I bring up the bread was because I ate bread every day of that honeymoon. And it was, (laughs) I ate all the bread, all the butter. And (laughs) Steph knows I was really trying hard before the wedding to uh, feel good in my dress, which I did. And I just basically went to town on all the bread and the butter. So worth it. It was so good. (laughs) Well, welcome back. So here we are recording. It was funny to sit down and start recording. I literally said to Steph, how do we do this again? Because it's been like (laughs) six weeks since we've recorded. I know you guys have been getting new content every week. You're welcome. But for us, it's felt like a while. So I'm glad we're easing back into it with this episode because it's a Steph episode and I can sit back and learn. Yeah. So this really works for me. (laughs) So glad. So glad. So let's dig in. So Steph, right before you start, I just want to make sure our listeners know that there's, of course, a freebie with this episode. We know you listen to this podcast on the go because that's how we listen to podcasts. And you guys tell us where you are when you're listening. And be sure if you're listening and on a walk or something, snap a picture, tag at Learn Smarter Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to see where you are and what you're doing when you're listening. But we've created this freebie for you and it's linkable. So when you click on the links, you can go directly to the Amazon page with the item that Steph or the game that Steph is going to be talking about. And we do want to be upfront we are going to create an affiliate link, meaning we'd get a small, very small, small, small percentage back if you go and buy the game through our link. It's just a small way that you can support this show, but we would never create an affiliate link to something that we don't personally stand behind, right, Steph? Yeah, these are just so everybody knows, these are just games that I've come across because I love to look at all the games all the time. And these are ones that I just find really useful and the kids love. So that's why I have included them in this list. All right, let's get going, Steph. So the first one that I want to discuss is called Sight Word Swat. I think I discussed this in episode 12 about learning how to read. And basically, this game is great, especially for kids that have a lot of energy. What you do, there's all these different level cards with sight words, and you put them down. They're in the shape of little flies, and they're color-coded according to what age level or grade level, etc. So what you do is everybody gets a fly swatter, and when you see a word that you know, you swat it and you say it. For the little boys in my practice that have a lot of energy in particular that don't want to sit and read, this is really great because they can get out a little aggression and be really excited when they know the word. I can usually always get them to buy into this game. Didn't you recently get it for your practice, Rach? Yeah, we just got it in this practice, but... I don't necessarily work with the littles on decoding. I have somebody else in my practice who works on decoding, but I did buy it for her, but I did play it with a client who's like, I did in high school because she saw it sitting out on the table 
And she's like, Rachel, what's this? And I'm like, let's play. Um, obviously, decoding wasn't an issue for her. And we only spent one or two minutes on it. But we wanted to. She was invested in learning how to play the game. And it totally worked for her goals, too, because reading comprehension is something she's working on. So she read the directions. She explained to me how to play the game. So it met her goals as well. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. So the second game that I really like is the pop family of games. There's several different types that they make, but it looks like it's a popcorn container. And inside... I'm going to interrupt because I think by accident you bought two one time and you handed me one. I have this in my office, right? Yes. Yes, you do. You do. And so inside are little popcorns that have different words and things. So there's a sight word one, there's a blends one, there's a word families one, there's some more that maybe I just don't have. So the pops look like little movie popcorns and in some of them, I think not the sight word one, but the rest of them, inside there's a little spinner and you spin and it's got one, two, or three and you basically pull out one, two, or three little popcorns, and you have to make a word with it. So it might be, let's say, a blend. So it'll say, let's say BL for blend. So the kid has to come up with, depending on which game it is, so some of them you have to take out three cards. Some of them you take out one card, but you have to make up three words. So if you got BL, let's say, and you had to make two words because you did the spinner and you got two. So BL, what words could you make with BL? Bloom and bland. Exactly. Perfect. So that's an example for a kid that's working on blends, which are putting the two sounds together. I was just going to say these games are highly individualizable, if that's a word. Oh, yeah. So if you're doing the word family version, it might be an ending. So let's say A-N. And I think on this game, you pull out however many popcorns that you spin. So let's say you pulled out an A-N and an A-T. So you would need to make a word with each of those. What could you make, Rachel? Cat and can. Exactly. So there we go. You've made those words. So that's really great. And some kids can actually play this by themselves. And it's not something that you definitely need to be there as the adult. But they like to have an adult with them playing. So whoever wins is whoever gets the most amount of popcorn. And the kids love to play. Even though it's really easy for me and they know that, they like to still just listen to the words that I come up with. And I try to give myself a rule that it has to be a two or a three syllable word instead of just an easy word for them. So then you're also modeling that they can level up as they go on and get more mature in reading and writing. Exactly. Exactly. So we also talk about vocabulary. If I pull out a big word, what might that mean? Have they heard it before? Those kinds of things. These games are great. There's a math one that I'll talk about when I talk about math games in the future, which I love math games. Oh, excited. I didn't know they had a math one. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorites. So... Yeah, so that's that's pop. The third game is Word on the Street Junior. This game, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this game to you I'm before. I'm sitting here and I have no idea what this game is. Talk me through it. Okay, so this game is a board that has the alphabet down the middle. And on each side of the alphabet are mm-hmm. two or three rectangles, basically. 
there's a little skateboard with each letter of the alphabet. So you put the skateboard down the middle of the board on each correct letter. Mm -hmm. Then there are separate cards and it's a topic. So let's say it's something that's gross. So think of a word that's gross. Okay. Do you have one? Yeah. Should I tell you? Yeah. Trash. Trash. Okay. So what you would do is you would go through the different skateboards and you'd move one space in your direction. So let's say you're sitting on either side of the board. You move one space for each letter. So you'd go to the T skateboard and move it once towards you. You'd go to the R skateboard and move it once towards you. All the way for trash. Uh Uh-huh. So there's 26 skateboards. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So let's say I pick a card that says something to eat. And I say apple. Mm -hmm. And so I move the A towards me. And then the P twice? And the P twice gets to move twice. Now, here's the thing about apple. You moved the A once because you chose trash. So the skateboard is one move towards you. So I move it back to the center. To the center. So whoever gets the skateboard off, like whoever rides a skateboard off the board gets to keep that skateboard. And whoever has the most skateboards at the end wins. Love that. That's really kinesthetic. It's great. You know, it's for the kids that are working on spelling, that are interested in it, or like to come up with the word, etc. Um, I don't usually play it with kids that are really, really struggling with spelling. Mm-hmm. Because... A lot of these kids are visualizing how to spell the word. Mm -hmm. You could do it with a piece of paper and have them write it out, Mm -hmm. but I tend not to use it with those kids. Got it. The next game is Zingo. And Zingo kind of reminds me of a little kind of slot machine almost. It's basically a little bank, and they have several of them. There's Word Builder. There's Sight Word Bingo. They have it for math. They have it for Spanish. Mm-hmm. Basically, you move the tiles that have different letters or different endings or whatever it is. And you move the little holder back and forth. When you move it forward, it spits out two tiles and then you move it back. Mm-hmm. And the tiles sit there. So let's say on the game board, you had depending on the level. So let's say there was one that was working on CVC words. So that's a consonant, vowel, consonant. So an example of a CVC word would be cat, because C is a consonant, A is a vowel, and T is another consonant. C-V-C. Exactly. So those are the words that you're learning really when you're young. So just learning how to read. So the board might say C blank T. Mm Mm-hmm. And let's say you move the little thing and it spits out an A. So you put the A on the spot to make cat. So this is another really good kinesthetic way to work on basic small CVC words. How do you win? Filling up your board. Got it. Or if you're doing the sight word bingo one, getting bingo. Got it. So on that one, it spits out the entire word and you have to find it. On your board. On your board, yeah. And the final actual physical game that I like to play is good old Scrabble Junior. Love me some Scrabble. Right? So there's two levels of this game. There's one where all the letters are already filled in. 
And then there's one where you have to make up some of them yourself. It's a little bit harder. But this is a great game to play with little guys. And it's teaching them Scrabble. And who doesn't love Scrabble? I love Scrabble. Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. All right. So Steph is not only a guru when it comes to physical games, but also apps for the iPad. So Steph, what do you got? So some of the apps that I really enjoy on the iPad. Now, let me preface this, that it's on the iPad, and I'm sure that they're similar or they are on um, an Android device, but these are just iPad ones. And some of them are free and some of them are paid. The first one that I really like is called Sightword Ninja or Letter Ninja. This one's fun. It's so fun, right? Yeah. So basically... It tells you what word or what letter to look for, and you slice it with your finger. And that's kind of fun. The kids really like that. If you ever played Fruit Ninja, it's very similar to Fruit Ninja. That's a game that my brother really enjoys on his phone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you're just slicing them. And it's, it's tricky because it'll say the letter and it'll throw up a bunch of other letters. And so you have to decide which letter it it actually looks like. Mm -hmm. The second set of apps that I really like is called Mel's Phonics and they're free and there's a bunch of them and they do all sorts of different things working on phonics sounds and recognizing the letters there's phonics A to Z there's phonics CVC there's so many different apps and that's just a good group of apps if you want to work on phonics with your child so I like that you're giving the Smarties, a group of apps, because you don't just want a game that your kid loves that only works on blends or only works on CVC words or only works on vowel digraphs or only works on word families. You want an app that your kid can master and then you're able to go on to the next level, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they have a lot of levels, which is great. And they're free. So I think they probably have a paid version, but... The free one suffices? It suffices for depending on what you're looking for or exactly what it is that your child needs. Let's just clarify that when we're talking about phonics, we're really talking about skill building, building letter sound awareness, that a letter has is married to a sound, and when it gets combined with other sounds, it creates new sounds. And so when you're talking about reading, you're talking about actually putting words together, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is about third grade level and up. Okay. Because up through second grade, you're learning how to read. So right. the next game is a little bit more geared towards actually doing some reading. And I tried to find the actual name of the app, but it literally says three reading and the number has a rainbow of dots over it and so they have it for three four five i think so this has some fiction and non-fiction stuff and they can read it and it'll ask questions so this is a little bit more comprehension what do people search in the app store three reading let's say okay Yeah, we'll link to it, but literally I could not find another name for it. This one's paid, and that's just if you have an older child who knows this phonic sounds and they're working on reading. The fourth one is Epic, and Epic is a paid subscription, and basically on the iPad you can get a number of different kinds of books, 
to read together. And so this is like a library at your fingertips. And they also have books that will read to the child. Love that. If you're working on listening and following along, that's really great. There's all kinds of different titles that cover everything from dinosaurs and ballerinas to bears, let's say. It's really great for a lot of kids looking for different titles all the time, and you don't have time to go to the library all the time. So they could just go on and read or listen on their own. The advantage with a lot of the apps is that the kids can do it themselves. It builds independence and autonomy. Yeah, for sure. And then the last one is a group of apps, again, called iTooch, and it's paid. I have the free version of it. Should I be paying for it? Should I go back and buy them? You probably should. There's a bunch of different levels. There's math. There's reading. There's all kinds of things for it. And there's different levels and each thing for each grade. So I often will use iTooch as a kind of informal assessment of a student. So let's say I have a fourth grade student who's coming in and the parents are concerned about their math ability. Then sometimes I will have them play the third grade level of the math version Mm -hmm. to kind of see where their strengths and area of weaknesses are. It's a really nice, smooth entryway into sessions together. And there's even a middle school version. There is. Which is great. So check that one out too. It has a lot of good resources depending on the age and what your child needs. So Steph, this was wonderful. And I want to remind everybody that if you aren't already a member of our email list, go and join that on www.learnsmarterpodcast.com because if you are, you will receive our freebie today, the day that this episode airs, which will be in a couple of weeks, I think. And so you'll be able to immediately click into the games that you think your child might like. Better yet, open up all the tabs and have your child make a decision about which games they like so that they can be excited and a part of the process as well. Steph, I also just wanted to mention it was a pleasure to record with you today. And Facebook alerted me this morning that it's our four-year friendiversary. So yay to us. Amazing. I can't believe it's only been four years. That was exactly my first thought was, <laughs> really? It's only been, which means, which by the way, means we've been in love longer than I've known Adam. <laughs> so there's that little ditty. I guess we fell in love four or five months before I actually met Adam because we met in January. So um, <laughs> mazel tov to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And um, to four more years and pretend I'm clinking champagne with you. But Smarties, it's been wonderful to be back with you. Do go and join our list on our website because we love connecting with you and we love hearing what you're up to and what your concerns are. So you can always reply back and reread all your emails. Have a great day, Smarties. We'll see you next week. See you next week.